Good morning again. Good to see you folks uh, logging in on Facebook and YouTube later. Good to have you with us. I uh, want to invite you and our visitors to be with us anytime that you can. If you're looking for a church home, we'd certainly like for you to consider Locust Grove. Let's see, this morning's uh, Children's Church looks like Tony and Sherry and Miss Kimberly has got those two groups. So we'll 12 and under head over for that. And as they're heading over, if you want to go ahead and mark 168, I need thee. We'll use that as our hymn of invitation this morning. It's always a privilege to be here and share God's word with you, certainly. Of course, we know that uh, yesterday was Veterans Day, and uh, Veterans Day weekend, and uh, several memorials have been going on really all throughout the course of the week. Our local schools, elementary schools, and, uh, and even I think middle school had uh, a veterans dinner where those uh, Veterans were invited in from their community and had programs put on, and, and I know it was very much appreciated by the veterans in attendance, but uh, as we always do, uh, I'd like to recognize our veterans here today uh, as well and uh, give you a recognition and appreciation that, that you all richly deserve. So I'm just going to call off the branch of services, fellas, and, and uh, if you would, just please stand or remain standing until uh, till the end. So. United States Army veterans. United States Army. United States Navy. Marine Corps. Air Force. And Coast Guard. I don't think we have any Coast Guard members. Let's give uh, these veterans a round of applause and appreciation and join them in standing and we'll, uh, we'll offer the uh, Pledge of Allegiance to our flag in their honor. So let's give them a round of applause. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all thank you may be seated veterans again thank you for your service that secure the freedoms that we enjoyed today and for those veterans that are online or watching uh, live on facebook we thank you uh, as well and we honor your service to our nation some nearly 80 years ago it will be this summer on June the 12th, 1944, six days after the D-Day uh, invasion of World War II, a young lieutenant by the name of Richard Winters led his Easy Company men of the 101st Airborne uh, into an assault, and their target or their task destination was the city of Carantine. And he led his company down a road uh, toward that town, and they started receiving fire from a machine gun, a German MG-42, uh, the terror of the infantrymen in World War II because of the rate of fire, devastating uh, damage that those was, uh, could inflict. Uh, the men, as we are trained, and instinctively dove for cover into each side of the ditch. But by doing that, exposed themselves to more fire and opened themselves up to sniper fire, which would have been as devastating. 
This young Lieutenant Richard Winters instinctively stood up in the middle of the roadway with bullets hissing by him and hitting all around and encouraged his men to stand up and move forward to get out of the fire and back into the fight to which his uh, uh, actions proved to be the turning point for this battle and for his men. And it's really the stuff that legends are made of, that type of hero, heroism and leadership. But it did lead his men, he did lead his men to a decisive victory. Uh, his personal disregard for his own safety, safety uh, and his men from certain death, not only he not only was awarded a medal for those actions that day, but also the love and the respect and the admiration of his men. And they continued to follow him uh, throughout the Battle of the Bulge, uh, on to triumph as they were the company that overtook Hitler's eagle's nest. And if this sounds familiar to some of you, if you're familiar with HBO series, The Band of Brothers, uh, that's what this is based off of. So uh, soldiers will follow, willingly follow men like that. Men who demonstrate acts of self-sacrifice in the most harrowing of circumstances. And when on this Veterans Day, as we honor those men and women who have served our country, I also want us to consider ourselves if uh, we should not have the same mindset as Christians. Follow the one who endured suffering and death to rescue us from a terrifying fate, and that would be an eternity in hell. We celebrated that person, Jesus Christ, just a few moments ago with the taking of the loaf and the cup. Paul's mind in his letter to Timothy, and that's where most of our study will come from this morning, at the end of his own ministry, having been imprisoned by the Emperor Nero, he wrote a letter, actually a couple of letters, to Timothy to encourage him. See, Timothy was facing severe conflict in his ministry at Ephesus. He was under opposition from the heretics, apostates, and those persecutions were weakening him. And just like any Christian who experiences difficulty because of following Christ, he needed to be reminded of his task to suffer hardships. And Paul also wanted him to be a faithful soldier. And that's the title of this morning's sermon as we study and we not only we think about and honor our veterans, I want us to be reminded that our duty as a soldier in the Lord's army. So if you would, turn with me over to 2 Timothy. And uh, we're going to look at this passage of Scripture where he is encouraging Timothy as well. In 2 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. He says... Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. We don't often think about those words that we've been chosen, but because, because of the sacrifice that Christ made for us, 
We have been chosen to be a soldier in the Lord's army. We have enlisted in the Lord's army freely. Just as our nation at this time is a volunteer army. Uh, there's no draft going on. No one serves in this nation's military that does not do so of their own free will. And it is the same way in the Lord's army. He doesn't make people worship him. We voluntarily go to him to worship and to be part of this army. So I want us to think about those things as, as this Veterans Day weekend comes to a close and how many similarities that we have, but yet that we do share a common duty to serve those that have chose us, to serve those who have enlisted us. Paul's words here to Timothy was in many ways like marching orders. Same as we would receive in the military. But also, it is to all of us to encourage us to be good and faithful soldiers. And that first mark of that faithful soldier, look what he says in verse 3. Though therefore endure hardness, the King James says, others may say hardship or difficulties. Endure hardness, suffering hardship. To suffer evil or pain along with someone else. By adding with me, Paul assures here that Timothy, uh, that he isn't asking Timothy to do anything that he hasn't done himself or willing to do. In fact, we must be reminded that Paul at this time was writing these from a prison cell in captivity. For us, here in the United States, it's hard for us to imagine sometimes or even difficult to think about serious spiritual warfare and, and sufferings for Christ what that means for us because even though our society seems to be getting more hostile toward Christians and we've looked at that several times in the past you're not faced at this point in time with the loss of a job imprisonment or execution because of our faith with a few exceptions, being a Christian won't keep you out of a college. It won't keep you from getting a good job. But the more faithful we are, the more as we strive to be that good soldier, that good Christian, and I think most of us, if not all of us, would readily admit that Satan, those are roadblocks are put into place. Hardships, rejections, things that get in the way, things that make us feel maybe separated from God things that make us feel unworthy to be part of the Lord's army. And that's just part of spiritual warfare. And we see that on a daily basis at times. We've been called to endure those hardships, and that's what Paul is telling Timothy here, to endure those. Every Christian that has gone on before us, and when we think about that, when we think about our, our men and women in uniform, the countless millions of men and women that have served this country, only expected those that came along after to carry out the same duty. Have you ever thought about the, the hundreds of people that has filled this church building and, and the church building that was at the foot of the hill before that and when they met over at, uh, at the Laurel River? Do you realize that those people that preceded us, all they ever hoped for us, the coming future, is that we would carry on and move forward our duty as Christians? And those subsequent generations that will come after us. That's the only hope that we ourselves can have is that they will carry on and move forward with the duty of a Christian. 
to continue to glorify and serve God in the best way that they can. So in doing that, we have to be willing to endure a hardship here and there. Now, in Hebrews chapter 12, the writer of Hebrews even goes on and says, You have not resisted unto blood striving against sin. So it's not cost them at this point being a disciple of the Lord, being part of the Lord's army. It's not cost them blood. But we see around the world there are Christians that have shed blood because of their faith to, to follow faithfully the master, the commander-in-chief, if we will. Just as we know as we have veterans, we have veterans among us that have shed blood in defense of this nation. And in the same way, those sacrifices are very much the same. We'll experience hardship as Christians. You'll experience it because of your faithfulness. You can count on it. For new Christians, don't be shocked and don't be discouraged because of these hardships. Because it is part of serving. It is part of what we our duty is as a Christian. Jesus said these words in John, the Gospel of John, if you want to turn back there with me. John 15, 20, he says this. Remember the word that I have said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. And then over in chapter 16, verse 33, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Jesus warns us as followers that we're going to have difficulties. They persecuted Jesus, they rejected Jesus, and being us as followers, even unto this day, and I think maybe we see that more in the society we live in, that people will reject us because we accept Christ. And Jesus tells us, I had trouble, you can expect trouble in this world, but be of good cheer, he says, because he has overcome the world. And that is our hope as good, faithful Christian soldiers is that our commander-in-chief, Jesus Christ the Son, God the Father, has helped him to overcome, has made it that he can overcome the world so that we can have that same hope as well. Jesus is the perfect commander. He led from out front. He led by example. And even in the sufferings and the hardships, he remained faithful leaving us the perfect example to follow as soldiers. And it will bring victory ahead if we remain faithful. Now something else that we can see, if you look over in uh, 2 Timothy again with me, this time in the first part of verse 4, 2 Timothy 2, 4, he says, No man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life. A soldier in the active service does not have a nine to five job. They'll have a 60 or 70 hour week even. They're a soldier 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Their body, their health, their skills, their time, 
All of that belongs to the branch of service in which they, they serve. Even if they're on leave, they can be recalled at a minute's notice, with or without cause, to go place their life into harm's way. And they are expected to serve to the best of their ability as they are trained at any time, even if that leads up to the sacrificing of their life to complete their mission. That's just the life of a soldier. And we understand, too, that ourselves, that we are separated as Christians from a normal environment. He's saying here not to entangle yourself in the affairs of everyday life. Now, is that saying that we shouldn't go on leave, living out our regular, ordinary, everyday life? Not at all. Not at all what he's saying. Because we have to do that. We have to work, unless you're retired. But you've already put your time in. But you, can still, you still continue to do your duties, the things that you do each and every day. I'm not talking about those kind of affairs. What he's talking about here is the affairs that will prevent you from doing your duty. Activities that would prevent you from doing uh, what your talent allows you to do. What God has you to do uh, in his service. And, uh, making commitments that pull you away from the commitments that are more important which is God's service. And we should never be caught up and entangled in those things. Uh, and that's what he's encouraging Timothy here. As a matter of fact, it's hard for us, in this society especially, to realize that those things are irrelevant. All of the activities outside of the things that we do for the Lord in the name of the Lord are irrelevant and should always always be subject to being relinquished or given up. Never allow earthly matters to interfere with the fulfillment of your duty to the Lord. Just as a soldier dutiful practices or places his life willingly on the line in the service of his commander, so will we <coughs> as Christians, faithful Christians, willing to deny ourselves so that we can serve the Lord. Look with me in Luke chapter 9:23. Gospel of Luke 9:23. Jesus says, and he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Paul, over in the book of Acts, he writes these words in Acts 20:24. 20, he says, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of grace of God. Soldier's life, in whatever branch they serve, it's not their own. As long as they're enlisted in that branch of service, as long as that contract says that you serve till, it's not their life. It belongs to that branch of service. As Christians, we have that same commitment. We should have that same commitment, I'll say. We should understand that 
as long as we're alive, as long as we're breathing, as long as we desire to be a faithful servant of God, our life is not our own. It's something that we have to follow through with in service before. Something I want us to understand as well about being a faithful soldier. Now, I've never uh, experienced combat. I've seen plenty of interviews. I've talked to men that have. And one thing that they talk about freely is the fact that many times they will be fighting and it's not uncommon to hear a soldier say that they understood the big picture of why they were there, but for them in those moments, they were not really necessarily fighting for the big picture. They were fighting for their buddy over here on the, on the right and their buddy on the left because they all had one thing in common. They wanted to go home. Now, as a Christian, do you understand or has it ever occurred to you that your faithful service may inspire, encourage, motivate your friend on the left or your friend on the right to continue in their service? Maybe they're froze from some event that's happened in their life. Just like when Lieutenant Winters, when all of the other soldiers dove in the ditch. Did that mean that those men were cowards? No. But for that moment, they were frozen in their, in their training to do what they were trained to do, but they had to come back out. Someone had to encourage them, didn't they? Lieutenant Winters was that man. And because of his encouragement, because of his dedication to his duty, he motivated those men to get out of the ditch. You may be doing the same thing for someone. Because of your service, because of your faithfulness, because of the duty that you're carrying out in the name of the Lord may motivate someone that is frozen in a ditch because of some kind of difficulty or hardship in their life, something that is separating them from the best relationship they can have with God to one that's not where it should be. And that's why being faithful and serving and understanding that my life is not my own because the things that I do can affect my friend or my brother or sister on the left or on the right. And that way, we are the same way as a soldier in combat. <laughs> and then the last thing that I want us to understand about a, the final mark of a faithful soldier is that they have a genuine desire to please the one who enlisted them as a soldier, as we'll see in the last part of verse 4 there in 2 Timothy 2. No man that warth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Those men that followed Lieutenant Winters through terrible conditions, all through battles throughout the European theater, they did so willingly because he earned their respect. He earned their affections. And in an even greater way, the Lord deserves ours, doesn't he? Doesn't the Lord deserve our love and affection and respect because of the great grace and mercy that he has, the compassion that he showed upon us, and the willingness to send his own son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross that we may have the hope of salvation? 
Does that not deserve, uh, not deserving of our love and admiration of the God and creator of the universe? I think so. I think so. And when that respect is shared, it spreads. When it is acknowledged, when it is told to other people, it's uh, infectious. It's catchy, so to speak. Our courage on the battlefield <clears throat> in the service of the Lord is then matched. Jesus stayed the course. He went on to win our freedom and eternal life. He stayed the course. He knew his destiny was the cross. He knew his destiny was the most heinous execution method at that time. He stayed the course. So that with you and you and you and you on Facebook and you on YouTube, you were on his mind. Because he stayed the course because it was that important to him that all of us have the opportunity to have eternal life in heaven. And that's what we have to understand. We have to stay the course. We have to please the one who has enlisted us. And that should be our greatest desire, is to model Christ, to be pleasing to God the Father, to do as the scripture says, in the name of Christ, to serve as a faithful soldier with the great hope of that reward that we will have. Matthew 25, 21 common scripture for us. Jesus says these words. Talking about here at the end of the parable of the talents. He says, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou in to the joy of thy Lord. Now, I think I've got up here this I didn't make that picture big enough, but that's, a, that's an award ceremony. <clears throat> I think this soldier's being promoted. Probably has done all the fulfillment that he needed to do in order to, to get promoted to the next rank. But in the military, when you serve, you get medals, you get commendations, you get uh, ribbons for certain types of service or, or meritorious service or, or uh, involvement in something uh, worthwhile. For us as Christians, that reward is those words that Jesus just spoke. That's our medal of honor. That's our commendation from the commander-in-chief. That's the thing that we all strive to hear. Enter in to the joy of the Lord. That's why. We need to be pleasing to the one that enlisted us. And as we finish up in 2 Corinthians, Paul continues to write here with that hope to the forefront of his mind and also ours. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 9. Wherefore we labor that whether present or absent we may be accepted of him or well-pleasing him and that's what we need the attitude that we need to have we're going to do our duty we're going to do it because we want to be pleasing to our Lord and Savior Jesus and to also God the Father who loves us beyond measure 
who loves us beyond the comprehension that we're able in our own minds to conceive because we're only limited to loving that that's near us and dear to us. God loves all his creation. All creation. We should have the hope that Paul writes here in the forefront of our mind as we leave to go out into the battlefield. This is kind of like an assembly here. When we come to church, we assemble as a unit. Just like you're assembling as a unit in, in any branch of the military. But once we leave these confines of this building, we're now on the battlefield for the Lord. Serving with those talents as best we are able to serve. Bringing glory to him who chose us to serve. Desiring to be pleasing, but also doing this for motivation for those on the left of us and those on the right of us that they can continue on because just the same as all soldiers want to return home to their families, I want all of us to hear those words, enter into the joy of the Lord. I don't want you to be left behind in a ditch, frozen in fear because you're having a health scare, because you're having trouble at home, because you're having trouble at work, because you're having trouble with the kids, because finances are a little bit tough right now. I want you to be motivated and move forward, service faithful, and hear those words. But just like being a veteran, there's no person that's ever been called a veteran that didn't enlist first or was drafted for some of the age older fellows and women. There's no one that will ever hear the words enter the joy of the Lord that has not first accepted Christ as their Savior. You have to hear that word. You have to believe it. You have to be willing to repent of your sins and confess Christ as your Savior and then be buried with Him in the likeness of His death, raised that new creation, serving, faithful, until either Christ returns to call all of his faithful soldiers home or we're our hands fold in death. Now maybe you're already a soldier. Maybe you're a, a soldier but your faithfulness maybe has waned a little bit. Well I encourage you today, you know, you're in the ditch. Get out of the ditch. Let's move forward. Let's move forward and serve faithfully and we can all work together to hear those words to enter into the joy of the Lord. If you have a decision to make today, I want to encourage you to come. We're going to sing this hymn of invitation uh, this morning, I Need Thee, 169. We're going to sing the second and the fifth verse, I believe it is. Yes, second and fifth. If you have a decision to make, would you come as we stand and sing?